You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. But I'm rolling. Let's make it classy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> classy. Minnesota. That's That's <laughs> Speaking of rent control, mm-hmm. I'm hearing. That the St. Thomas, and you guys have probably heard this too, is going to build a hockey rink and a softball field uh, and some other stuff over at uh, the Ford site. Is there room over there? Well, that's boy, I don't know. in the back. <clears throat> well, construction there has paused. Yes, I know it has because of the. Uh, well, that was never a part control, of the original plan. Rent control, but is that. Is there room over there that well, is right not now, yet spoken for? That's that's what I don't know. But right now, there's nothing yeah. but a big field of dirt. That's uh, that's the hot rumor that uh, that uh, St. Thomas is. Uh, they got to build a hockey rink, and they need a softball field too. Well, they uh, have a relationship field with St. Thomas. Yeah, that, the Ryan companies. The Ryan oh, companies really? do. Yeah. yeah okay. A, so maybe that uh, you know they're that. You know, I would I would imagine if I'm a resident, if they ever have a residency now, uh, that I would want that somewhere over where the traffic's not going to be a pain in the ass when they come to go. Maybe to behind f- the old somewhere Ford I don't know. Li- somewhere over I there. I think one so. little league field is being kept. Yes. Okay. Well, is there some fields back in yes. there? Is there some open room on yeah, back yeah, in there? there some old but that was never the part of the plan yard. that I'm aware of. No, no, I think it just, just popped up yeah. in the last year. Maybe that year will go and, where the uh, affordable housing was supposed was going to go. To go. Yes. yes, that's true. That's true. It is, uh, you know, it's... Uh, what a gift to have for a city and to screw it up by whatever you're going... I mean... <laughs> Melvin he, never thought of the fact that... Uh, he never listens to other people. Yeah, he never thought of the fact that maybe... This would have some impact on the developers right. that uh, never never it, occurred but to But it would him. also be, a, it, it, seriously, to have that oasis would be a, a destination for people, which that would be something that you could pride yourselves on because people would come to look at it to see, yes. how do we get that? Yes, yes. And if it's... they freeze that little canal in the, in the winter... Your, oh. your fantasy of skating up and yeah. skating around the yes. village. Well, you know, I will admit this. It's uh, that 25% of my people are hard to handle at times. It's hard. Some of their ideas are a, a little beyond mine. But then, of what course. What was the percentage? 25? 25%. Okay. But then, uh, about 75%. Then I, can, then I can look at a Trump rally and say, oh, okay, uh, these toothless morons. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know. You got her. Pat. Uh, so, Danny, you know, it's a tough, it's tough, man. It's tough. Give me my be, board here. It's tough being oh, a. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. It's tough being a reasonable lefty. <laughs> A reasonable lefty is not uh, not easy. I I like that uh, somebody like Ryan Construction can build a great big project there, and uh, 
and people can make a reasonable return on it. I, I think that's a good idea, you know. So. I noticed something about Kirk Cousins yesterday, being What's the that? football expert that I am. Yes, you are. In You've the, covered the Vikings. In the first quarter, twice, the television, uh, when Kirk threw a seven-yard pass, mm -hmm. twice television cameras caught lonely Vikings 30 yards farther down the field. Mm -hmm. Nobody around. Was there? How about the pressure he was feeling? Was there anybody near him when he Yeah, threw which those? is why he gets rid of it so quick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's but, worried about uh, being hit. Uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday they gave him pretty good protection, though, I thought. They did. Yeah, and uh, that, that helps. It. And he, gets, he had a nice he gets, drive. He gets flinchy when somebody's around him, but yeah. uh, they played good. They played really good. I think def Andre Patterson and Mike Zimmer won them that ball game yesterday. That was that was impressive what they did. Defense was good. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, you know, going on on fourth, everybody's excited about fourth and two, and I got to go along with that. Yep. Win the game. You only got to make two yards, win the game. Go got, win the game. That's why you got Dalvin Cook on your team, so he can run and make and two yards. When he's right, by the way, when he's healthy, Eric Kendricks is their best player. Yes, he is. He I, is I've a damn that. good he's football best, player. Yes, he is. He's really good. And he's mostly been healthy. He's got the like good Bob. hair, too. He's got really good hair. Yeah, this puts him really right back a, in the hunt, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. And really a nice guy, too. Really yeah. good guy. Class, high class guy. And uh, Barr didn't play, right? Nope. Uh, Harrison Smith nope. didn't play. Uh, Daniel Hunter's, Hunter's not playing. Pierce oh, is on a, the IR, might most likely out for the that season. That was a pretty good uh, defensive performance. Yep. And some of these rookies that they were waiting for, these younger guys that they were waiting for and didn't look like they were ever going to play, they've been just as good with Bynum in the back end I was as just they were with point Harrison out. Smith. He, uh, he might have been a gem of a fine, because wasn't yeah. he a sixth or seventh-round yes. pick? Yes, and uh, who's this guy, Wixie or whatever his Willicks. name? Willicks. Willicks. Yeah. Is he a drafty? Yeah, he was a seventh-rounder from Michigan State. Is that right? Okay. Well, I'll look him okay up. He's okay, too. You know, they're, uh, yeah, Joe, they're, you got... Now you got Green you got, Bay. You got eight games left. Well, Green Bay looked terrible offensively yesterday against a terrible Seattle defense. Get them when they're down. Get them where they're down, although their defense is really good, Seattle's. I mean, uh, St. Louis. Uh, Green Bay's. Green Bay's. But some, then, some Vikings they, fan, by the way, uh, tweeted out after the Packer had, because it looked like the Packers might have a chance to lose the game, and some Viking fan <laughs> said, Hey, I've got COVID. Where's the meet and greet with Aaron Rodgers or something yeah, like yeah, that so yeah, that he'd be out for yeah. the game next week? <laughs> and, uh, Joe, after the Green Bay game, they got three left with the Bears and the Lions. Mm -hmm. Can't lose any of those, and don't give me this stuff they never win in Soldier Field. The they did Bears, last year. Bears are horrible. Yeah. And uh, and then they got other, other easy. The schedule gets really easy. They they go to San nine, Francisco right after Green Bay. Green Bay, San Francisco is playing terrible. Yep, they're nine and uh, nine and eight will get you the last playoff spot probably. Won't you think? They do have to play the Rams at yeah. at the Ziggy Dome. And I thought there was another tough road game, but I can't remember exactly. Boy, the Rams have become the new Raiders, haven't they? Yeah. The old Oakland. If, if you're a reprobate and somebody cuts you, come on <laughs> come out. Come on in. We'll sign Odell you. Odell Jr. Uh, of course, Odell, uh, Odell is, and his, Odell's mom and I are tight, man. Heather oh, that's and right. Norman and... I think she should have grabbed him by the ear once in a while when he was a kid. You're yes. getting away with too give, much, give isn't you? Give him that a little Yeah, flick. give him a flick. Give him a, give a little flick, flick in the ear more here, often. You know? Yeah, you come over here, you little brat. <laughs> you know, just uh, parents being too nice to their kids. That's, What's uh, wrong with your gophers? 
They, uh, they played a better team. That well, was their no, problem. No, they didn't. Iowa's better than the Gophers. 407 yards to 277. You had the ball for 40 minutes. They had it for 20. You had 23 first downs instead of 12. It was culture that won the game for <laughs> Iowa. Culture. 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 Sometimes, you know, the Gophers had all the skill. But Iowa had the culture, and that's what the difference was in that game. No doubt about it. Culture, he's, culture, culture. Now he's lost two since he signed that extraordinary extension. Yes. And since since he beat Nebraska and said this was a victory for culture over skill. Right. Culture over skill. Culture, culture, culture. You right? know what PJ knows about signing a contract extension? He got it from Grandpa Timing. Red. Timing. Timing. Timing, Timing is right. everything. Yep. Timing Damn is everything, right. yes. Well, I don't know. He's a, it, you know, it's funny for this hip guy that with his tight short pants and his the whole vibe <laughs> with the suit that looks like Pinky Lee, you know, that's a soupy sales. He looks like soupy sales in his suit. And he's up there uh, for that for this hipster. He sure is a Boras as a coach, man. Yeah. Fourth and you go right down the field, you're fourth and two. You're going to seize the moment. And you kick a field goal. I know. It drives me nuts. So what if they stop you? They're yeah. on the one. Yeah. I'd rather have a team on the one than three points. Me too. Wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Especially Iowa, who's not going to throw it out of the end zone. You know, they're right. going to punt it right back to you. Did you see so. the Chiefs last night pull the fake punt? It was I didn't great. see that play. Yeah. Fourth well, down, no, they're back. The punter's back to punt. First down, he throws it. Okay, yeah, you. Uh, so you the Vikings almost attempt that, but they got stopped right in the what middle of it. What was that? I don't. Uh, the ref had not officially the blew the. Well, they're lucky because okay. that guy was going to get stuffed, don't you think? Probably. I don't think he was going to make it. Although the way the way the Chargers tackle, he might have because they're not a they're not a fine tackling right. outfit. Right. The uh, tackling is is not. Uh, not sharp. Uh, the the fact that teams don't hit anymore probably has a lot to do with the did, decline of tackling. Did we jump up in the rankings? We were fourth, the fourth most penalized team. But after yesterday's game, the Vikings were. They had ten yesterday, right? Uh, I believe so. And uh, there was a stat prior to that mm-hmm. saying we were the fourth most penalized team. That's got to be a, a well, higher now. And there's only one reason for that: the league's out to get us. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 No. You know why you're here? The target on our back. us. But it is amazing when you watch NFL games, Joe. Last night, I think this Vinovich was refereeing, right? Yes. And his crew calls eight penalties a game, right? Yeah. They call four on each team, you know, and let them play, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Whoever this young punk doing the Viking game was— it's you see that guy get ready for a long day because mm-hmm. any play that you see made, there's a fifty fifty chance that one of those idiots threw a flag. I the NFL drives me nuts with the fact that uh Well that's just it. They have a philosophy of when in doubt, throw the flag for instead all of, the, of when in doubt, don't throw the flag. For all of the hue and cry from sports fans about baseball and robot umps, are you kidding me? They're a well-oiled machine compared to NFL officiating. It's a joke. Well, they're, they're, they remain flags. to be amateurs. They yeah. they're not pros. They're real estate agents and dentists, and it was dentists, and it was always Bud's complete moaning about that. He wanted professional referees. Yes, Bud did want them all, and uh, with the amount of money the league's making, that'd be uh, 
you know, the 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 league though loves being able to announce it. He's a doctor from Syracuse. They have yeah. all these intellects and stuff, but. Uh, uh, they should just have a, philo- a different philosophy. And whatever you do, never say something's a point of emphasis. Because then these morons are going to call, go out of their way to call it to say, okay, we're you know helping you. NFL officiating jumped the shark officially, at least for me. Who's the, uh, is it Gene Serator, the guy that's now yes. doing TV? Yeah. When he brought out the index card, remember that? Yeah, and put it between yeah, the football oh, yeah. and the first down marker to yeah. make sure he got it. And he only did it for theatrical oh, sure. reasons for yeah. national television. Big Ten basketball ref forever. That's right. You know, that's right. Big Ten, yeah. He was, yeah. I think he's probably a full-time referee because he was doing 90 basketball games a year plus the NFL. Now so. he's a TV star. Yes. Oh, we got to go to our rules expert. Mm-hmm. Gene Serratore? Yes. Yes. I, I I was saying, what was I saying? I was saying baseball needs one of those guys for the world, you know, one of those up, up guys. Did they get it right here? Oh, hell yeah, hell yes. You know, they got <laughs> what are the right. Gophers doing, playing themselves into the oil change bowl? Yes, or if they, uh, well, they, uh, they can't lose to Indiana. Indiana <clears throat> last year, they have this crazy coach who was an older version of Fleck, just completely insane. <laughs> uh, you know, firing up teams and everybody. Oh, this is the guy. You know, he got got the job because they fired somebody, and uh, and they were what eight and one or something. Yeah, they were in contention to win two something like that, and they were rated in the top twelve coming into this season. They're zero and eight, zero and seven in the Big Ten, and lat and Saturday they got beat. 45 to 3 3 by by Rutgers Rutgers at home. (laughs) So the Indiana season, as you know, know, our guy Phil likes to refer to each game as the Iowa season. This is our Iowa season. This Mm -hmm. is our Wisconsin season. You know, this is Mm -hmm. our season. This is Indiana season, and I don't think you can lose down there if you wanted to. I forgot forgot who put this out there, but someone had said, boy, he's he's lost five straight Iowa seasons. This isn't good. (laughs) He's lost five straight. We've lost seven straight Iowa seasons. That's right. What were you telling me about Mickelson before the show? How many senior events has he been in? He's played six, and he's won four. Isn't that something? Yeah. He's got a little more game left than those boys. You know? you know, there's that guy called the Club Pro. Yes. He does these videos where he's imagining himself to be a pro at a private country club. Now, somebody's been sending me those, and I haven't watched them. They're I hilarious. They're pretty they good. Were. Well, I was sent one we're going to play where the Club Pro is uh, channeling... Denny Green. Denny said? Green. Okay. So imagine the Club Pro. They got the They the, just the, the had their club drop. championship, and yeah. he didn't win. Okay. And now he's going to give remarks to the press. <laughs> okay. Okay, what happened out there was I got my ass kicked. <laughs> I got my ass totally kicked. I couldn't do diddly poo. I couldn't make a putt. I couldn't hit a fairway. I think I hit two greens. I sucked. I couldn't chip. I got put on the clock. I totally got my ass kicked in every phase of the game. And that's what it boiled down to. Questions. Questions. <laughs> Stan Perry is who I thought he was. I played with him earlier this year. Stan is who I thought he was. Now, if you want to crown him, go ahead and crown his ass. But Stan is who I thought he was, and I let him off the hook. You guys have no idea what it takes to win in this league. 
Vikram Katre hits a monster bucket every day <laughs> while I'm in the office dotting scorecards and giving lessons to stupid kids. Dotting scorecards. Jerry Brownlow bought a year-long lesson package at Golf Tech. Meanwhile, I sit here every night waiting for the last two carts to come in. How am I supposed to compete if I can't work on my game? And then when I do get on the golf course, the ladies' tees are a full 15 yards ahead of the whites. The women are out there cutting dog legs at will. It's like a bomber's paradise out there. <laughs> I'm a single-digit player, and I'm handing out strokes like they're candy. You get a stroke. You get a stroke. You get a stroke. I'm out there getting six net five to death. And you ask me? What's wrong with my game? <laughs> oh, God. This so maybe so you guys should put down your tape recorders and sign up for league next year. It's going after the press this now. This is real life. <laughs> I think. I get. Oh, that's right. I got to cut it off there because that's when uh, he drops a. He gets. He, gets he drops an S bomb. But S -bomb. I, yeah, the okay. nice thing is he has subtitles with it, so I know when it's coming. Does he. Uh, so is, is he a pro uh, I think he's comedian? just a character. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, the best part, though, Pat, is he's got the... You should see his uniform. He's got the, the golf shirt on like a lot of these guys do, except he's got six different ads right here. And one yeah. of them's just for rent. For rent. <laughs> well, he's probably getting paid to show up at clubs and throw in the names of oh. guys who were in the oh, club guaranteed. and stuff like that. Guaranteed. Probably. It's a brilliant bit. Yeah. So no, just look up Club watching. Pro Guy on Twitter. Club okay. Pro Guy. Yeah. That is pretty good. What was the first one we th someone sent us well, that we played? He thought that uh, a word was heard on the, oh, yeah. on oh, the green. That resembled that, a word. That resembled a word that's offensive, and we can't have that, so he had to kick that guy out of the club. <laughs> way, to, way to lag it? Yeah, he said, way to, yeah, lag, way to lag it. Lag it. <laughs> and so they had to throw him out there because someone thought he had said something mm -hmm. else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Judd and I were talking a little about this. So what do you think of the hockey guys, the general managers and team presidents and stuff, who are getting fired not for making any sexual innuendos to the staff, but for just yelling at them and telling them they're doing a lousy job? Murray down in uh, Arizona, uh, Anaheim being uh, I didn't know that. Latest. I thought there were allegations. Allegations of... Abusive, yeah, workplace environment. Workplace environment. But all they're doing oh, is telling them they're not any good. Yes. Well, you've yeah, got to be able to tell them that. Rook and I would have been fired years right. ago, especially <laughs> in hockey. Oh, yeah. My God, they got a hotline now. You want if you're like working in an office. Now he might yell at a secretary, but he's not calling her sexist names. Right. He's just telling her she's doing her. What job about the lousy. Chicago situation? I'm not saying you. No, that's different. That yeah. was uh, covering up the, you know, the, the apparently the, what was he, a, some kind of an intern was molesting a, a player, right, or something, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I don't know why the hockey player didn't hit him with a stick if he right. didn't, if he didn't right. want to be involved in it. But, uh, but anyway, that was different. That's different. And Quinnaville, who was doing wonders with the Panthers, knew about it and didn't do anything about it. So did he get that's, fired? That's why he's getting, he's getting fired for 
something. It's the Panthers are in first place. Years. Well, they hadn't lost. They were seven and zero when he got fired. Yeah, he quit basically because he. Well, here's his problem, and he was asked about it in 2020, and said he didn't know anything about it, hmm. but he did know something about it. So also, he ten got, years it's early. the cover up, not the crime. Essentially, yes, yeah, getting, that's okay. the whole thing. But but Murray and uh, which one is it? Bob Murray. It was Bob Murray that got fired in Anaheim just look. for calling, you know, to, for telling everybody their horse bleep. Well, that's right? hockey. You're supposed to be able right. to you do that. Wonder, how, wonder how long Red Blair would have lasted in '67? Not long. Bob Murray, yeah, yep. he got fired. He'd been there forever. And meanwhile, the Ducks have not yet lost. Apparently, they they don't feel uh, the pressure now of having Bob come Boy, in the locker room. I'm now thinking about, about this. Earl Weaver and Bill Haller. Earl would have been fired six times just from that yeah, one trip. Yeah, but that trip. was for abusing the umpires. I don't know. This is uh, the, the help at the that's office. That's true. Yeah, the that's office true. The help. So, You're here you for know. one reason. Hockey. Herbie, I, we were, I was saying today. Herbie wouldn't have made it to the gold medal game. No, no. <laughs> if we had a uh, no. if we had a hotline for uh, somebody to call. You know what Herbie was? Candid. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> he was extremely candid, and uh, you know he was a candid with me a couple of times. Was he? Which I found very humorous, but uh, but he was candid. He, he was could candid, be candid with me many times. He was candid. <laughs> yes, he would be candid. He was not. Uh, he was not like Mock to say uh, uh, he's ours and we're not trading him. Who know, in the hell do the Panthers about. have? They're ten and two. Yes, and you know who else is great? The two great best teams in the NHL right now, them and the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh boy, have they they're lost? They're eleven yet? and two. Yeah, they're they hadn't lost. They were like 10, 11 games, ten games in. They hadn't lost. Carolina. Meanwhile, look proudly at those. Standings and yeah. see where our wild are. They're in first place. Right there in first. First place. Although only lose four games four. in a year. Unforgivable loss in Vegas, though. Two five on threes. Yeah. And they don't score a goal. And one of them lasted that. damn near the whole two minutes. I don't accept that. No, you got to yep. get a goal. Yes. You got to get a goal. You should have gotten each. Because if they go into overtime, they're automatic winners, right? Boy, mm-hmm. my Montreals aren't doing well. And last year, weren't they in the finals? Did they make the finals last year? Semifinals. Who? Montreal had a playoff yeah, run yeah, last yeah. year. Les habitants, oui. But the goalies, uh, Carey Price's uh, uh, alcohol treatment. Mm. Or oh, really? drug treatment or some, some kind of treatment. Yeah. Oh, no. So that's, that's made a big difference to them because he was a fine netminder. Hmm. Hot goalie? Hot goalie. That's all you need. Hot goalie. Hot goalie. We took down the Kraken, though, over the weekend. Yep, the Crackheads are in a slump, man. The yeah. Crackheads are lost. I didn't get a chance to see much of it. Let's Is that find a... out if Seattle holds their um, enthusiasm or if it just kind of nah, flops. Like yeah, a... they're a trendy town, man. And that, that okay. those Don't worry about the Lightwicky boys. They'll, they'll keep them coming Is for a, about five the, years. Is that a cool arena, by the way? What's uh, the climate change arena? Is that what it's called? Something yes. like that. Yeah, climate change. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, they kept the roof. They they built a billion-dollar arena under the old roof because the roof is historic of some kind. Oh, really? That, yeah, the old, the old arena roof. They preserved that. They say that only costs an extra $15 million, but uh, I, I don't what know do? how, they, how they did it. But, yeah, Seattle will be, Seattle'll be good for a few years. Is the Vegas football stadium on the Strip? It's oh, right yeah. on the freeway across the street, across the freeway from the strip. Okay, where's the hockey arena? 
That I don't know. I think the T-Mobile. That's on the strip. I think that's downtown. Yes. Yeah, yeah I don't. I know. believe I haven't so. been out there in ten years. I drove I by it the the football arena uh, this past spring. Here, let me look it up. Where I they... did last when it was being built. I and that's one things. where they bring the grass in and out. Yes, but what's funny is the college team plays there. Right. They on play artificial on the turf. turf. Yeah. They only bring in the grass for the uh, NFL games. But I saw a lot of divots coming out of that grass. So did I. Oh, uh, last night. Yeah. I'm not sure that that's such a good, great idea. T-Mobile Arena is right next to the Cosmopolitan and across that's the street a, from Planet uh, Hollywood. Cosmopolitan got built since I was there. I, I think this is they redid it, though, because I know that's one of the hot spots from the, oh, really? the youngins that go out to Vegas for well, a weekend. Well, over on the other side of the freeway, isn't that the Rio? Didn't the Rio used to be out there where a lot of the youth used to go? Are any of the classics still in business? You know, the Desert Inn and the Not Sands. On the, and, I, on the Strip, I don't know if uh, any of those are still on. Downtown, I think the Golden Nugget's still there. You can consider the MGM Grand? Yeah, that's new compared to that's the old yeah, uh, right. yeah, when the Rat Pack five played. Of them the Sands right. is gone. Yeah, the, uh, the original is the Flamingo, Sahara, uh, Desert Inn. Desert Inn. What else do you mention a couple already? Yeah, the Sahara looks like it's. I'm looking at the strip right now. The Sahara is still there. Oh, the Sahara's got. Uh, I wonder if it can't be the original, but uh, probably that is where you saw the ladies who like to smoke cigarettes and were 80 years old playing the sl- penny slots. <laughs> yeah. They used to have penny slots. <laughs> They'd sit there for 12 hours. Oh, God. Pounding the that. heaters. And I can't stand it. <laughs> gives me an anxiety yeah. attack. I, on one of my cheaper trips to Vegas to cover a fight, I think I stayed at this era. Because yeah. I, you know. And I, <laughs> you know, the, the, the name the Desert Inn doesn't sound like a place that you would stay. Oh, but that was, was cool. Uh, but, but I know it was cool. But just well, I never if, stayed if you're, there. If you're opening a book or well, you're opening, be, like, like, the S- Desert Inn doesn't really. Caesars was like the first real modern one. That's the only the place I've stayed there is Caesars. Caesars is still great. But what's the amazing difference in Vegas, and, you know, as I said, I haven't been there 10 years. It used to be the worst restaurant town in America. It was just $2 buffets. Now they got every high-priced restaurant That's there true. is. Where did Brett have his incident at what hotel in Vegas? I don't want to hear it again, but when, Who? when Brett. George oh, Brett. Brett. Oh, Brett. That was at the uh, Caesars? Caesars because I think he was at the... I'll listen to it in queue. He was a Joe. No, you don't have to. He was a Joe Stonecrabs, which is yeah. a, down on the basement level next to next to Caesars. I've okay. eaten there a couple of times. Well, he I'm never eating there. He was a Joe. Went out, had a great meal. Okay, Reavers. Have they marked that spot where you know this is where the legendary George Brett had his incident? <laughs> Like the Harmon Killer Group plate. I still want to know how somebody got the tape of that. And I want to know why the last line is the funniest. Who's pitching today? <laughs> that's Kokomo's. Like, that's like Birdsey's. The whole tirade, yep. the best line is the walk-off. Bleepers. The bleepers. <laughs> but uh, in a soft voice, like yeah. nobody By was going to hear it. I got to the point in the sun, but it, he was at Kokomo's. That's, what he, that's the place he mentioned. We were going to Kokomo's. Oh. You know what I said when I found out that somebody had absconded with four thousand, uh, four hundred thousand, four hundred seventeen thousand of my American Express rewards points. What did you say? Bleepers. Bleepers. <laughs> underneath, underneath my voice. I want to know. After watching that video, 
the kid that he was giving the speech to, yeah. did he retire right then, or did he play another well, couple yeah, years? Was he inspired? inspired? <laughs> was he inspired? Is what I want to know. Here's the, gr- one of the greatest his, his problem was His problem was when, hey, what were you and George talking about? <laughs> yeah. He wanted to know who was pitching tonight. Yeah, 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 right. You know, his reality was shattered the way mine was when Sid asked me how to spell music. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> it's gone. Hey, horse's ass. I spell music. I don't care. Two C's. Baseball is, uh, uh, was filled with that kind of stuff at, at one time. Just crazy. I have so warmed up to your theory. No one with a college degree can work in baseball. <laughs> yes, right. Maybe a player, yeah. but nobody in the front office. Well, you know, at least especially Eastern prominent, you know, Mankato. Ivy League. Mankato guys, yeah, Reavers can work in baseball. Yeah. Mankato Thank you. State degree. Thank you. Yes. Make an exception for you. By the way, speaking of uh, speaking of Sid, uh, do you guys follow Minnesota on Twitter? No. He's a great follow. Um, he always pulls up old clips from the newspaper. You guys have been featured a couple of times, but... On this day in Minnesota sports history, 1965, a day after Colts backup, Gary Cuzo throws five touchdowns in a 41-21 win over the Purple. Vikings coach Norm Van Brocklin unexpectedly quits, and yes. the picture is young Sidney with his fresh haircut okay. there right underneath the headline. Well, that was one of the most instructive moments of what I did not know would be a journalism career at the time, but I was a copy boy mm-hmm. that day that happened. Uh, and Charlie Johnson, executive sports editor, grumpy old guy, mm-hmm. and Sid, were, I was in the back <laughs> where you answer phone calls. Yep. And Sid and Charlie are discussing Van Brocklin and what a no-good scumbag he was and how they neither of them could stand him. But they were both very fearful that he would return. Mm-hmm. They, they predicted this. But I listened to him, M.F. Van Brocklin, for 10 minutes, and then they both wrote columns asking him to come back. <laughs> wow. And that showed me. What a business. That showed me. I'm not, if I ever end up doing this. Yeah. I am I, straight. I, I might not write what I really think, but I'm not going to write what I really don't think. Right. You know? Right. I mean, I mean there's going to be a middle area there. It's uh it was unbelievable. They went on just, they hated him. And then they both wrote columns begging him. But you know what happened in St. Paul? Bill Boni was the sports editor then yeah. in 65. And he wrote the afternoon column. Yep. And they pulled it. Oh, really? Because he was, it was a hatchet job on, he wrote candidly about what a bad guy Van Brocklin was. Oh, wow. But Bernie was the owner. Yeah, burning a piece of the bike. And it must have been announced sometime that morning that he was coming back and they pulled it. And then there was something, and they had a little notice in there, you have to look it up, but it said uh, there was a fine piece of journalism in there that uh, no longer applicable or something Mm -hmm. like that, and they they didn't run it. Whatever happened to Parr? Oh, that fruit. Whatever happened to good old Parr? I hope he landed on his feet. After Parr left St. Paul, we had him. Trying yeah, to ruin for, the Star yeah. Tribune? Yeah, because well, he stole all his sales info from St. Paul That's and brought right. it to Minneapolis. You're right. Mm-hmm. The ads there, and there stuff. There was a suit, right? Allegedly. There Allegedly. was a suit, yeah, wasn't there? Him. Yeah. That was for who, though? That was for the hedge fund group? I don't know. What? Um, the one that was going to disavow him. How many ledgers and, and crates 
Would the, would the, how much would, what would his pile be, Powers Ritter, if he was stealing the St. Paul Pioneer Press ad sales, you know, today? Here's what I want to know. Three the, pieces uh, of paper? No, here, right here. Here's what I want to know. How can you walk around life being called Par? Can't, that's what I want. You, know? you, you got you gotta, whatever your middle name is, that's what you That's why go he with. was a jerk. Yeah. Par, yeah. <laughs> Par, yeah. yeah, you know if you're Par Ritter, you just know it's a hoi polloi. I don't think he even lives in the Twin Cities anymore. i got to look it up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, well. Somerset guy. He couldn't have lasted more than three months at the trip, could he? No, he didn't last long there. No, and he didn't last long in St. Paul either. So Par Ritter, general manager, Chicago Tribune Media Group. Oh, He's on really? LinkedIn. Really? Oh, okay. So General manager. We're hedge. not working there. He's in on the head. No, no, now you got to pull the Sid. Oh no, I thought he's great. Well, he's, he's coming back. Good guy. <laughs> he's, yeah, in on that, he's in on the head. Well, it's the Alden Capital. Yeah, they're, they own the Pioneer Press okay. and have ruined it. They're now they're going to ruin the Tribune. They're disembowelled. Well, they yeah. already, but the yeah. whole chain, you know, yeah. Orlando and those papers, they basically disembowel them. Here's now I, I would have to check this to be true, but somebody told me the Chicago Tribune now has six sports writers. Chip Scoggins worked there 20 years ago, and they had six prep sports writers. Right. Wow. And like a 40-person staff. All the good uh, Tribune guys left. John Cass left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, then they all bailed here this last time when they sold to these guys. Right. What's the name of them? Alden Capital. Was digital media. Digital first. Okay. And now it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they. Media News Group. Mm Mm-hmm. Hang in there, Glenn Taylor. That's all I got to say. You, you guys no can complain. You, you guys can complain about him as a Timberwolves owner, but he's a uh, he is a hell of a newspaper. He owner. is a shining light in the newspaper ownership <laughs> business. So does he ever have? A, he doesn't have any role whatsoever, does he? His, His daughter's, daughter's the on publisher? the board, but I heard she left the board, oh. so I, I don't know. But he's never there, is he? No, I don't. If he deals with anybody, it's Klingen Smith. I'm sure. Yeah, who's who's a really bright guy. He's a good guy. Speaking of 20 years ago, yo, I just saw this because I was looking up that sports clip. Uh, we settled our contraction issue with uh, Major League Baseball oh, and Minnesota today? Twins. When? On this date 20 years ago. Really? Remember okay. that whole fiasco? Oh, sure. My I goodness. Was, I was there for the meeting in Chicago when they announced it. really? They announced it. And I uh, then there was a winter meeting. Didn't that ruin your relationship with baseball, bud? For a while, yeah, it did. And uh, but I was at a winter meeting, I think, after the contraction, and Bud called me in, and I ripped the hell out of Bud, ripped the ripped everybody, because that was in okay in October, and then the this was a owners meeting yeah. later, yes, like a month Sounds later. Sounds like it, yeah. And Bud called me into the room, and the conference room was this enormous room, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in there. And Bud walked, kept walking with his, he still had the Tipperellos going then, oh, and walked all around the room giving me a, a, a big, he wasn't, you know, going nuts or anything, yeah. but he was, he basically was telling me, listen, this was a strategy, this is a strategy to try to get a ballpark in Minnesota, and Carl wanted us to do this, wanted us to do this to try to, you know, Get some action going. Well, it still took another decade. So, yeah, it or, no, well, it took till '06 to get it approved. So, but Bud, I told you the Bud story, right? Well, there's a lot of Bud Seelig stories, but the one about him and Tom Hardercourt, who's the uh, 
ball, longtime ball writer for the Brewers. Yeah. And Bud has a nice home out there in some development on the shore. Yeah. And Hardercourt lives in the back, and you know his wife has a good job, but in a kind across of the, the street river. townhouse or something, <laughs> same complex yeah. but back. Yeah. But they got in the habit of taking Sunday morning walks okay. through this quiet neighborhood. Right. And Bud can get a real foul mouth out of him when he's telling stories. But his <laughs> his punchline is always, as George Bamberger would say, mm-hmm. bleepin', bleepin', bleeper, bleep, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, as because Bambi was his manager for a while, as George Bamberger would say. So they're walking out there one day about three summers ago, and this guy on the porch, this 85-year-old guy on the porch says, I'm sick of you two guys coming by here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock with your foul mouth swear, you know, he didn't barely did no ceiling. And hard record says to him, we didn't do that. We weren't swearing. That was George Bamberger. Who was, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't the ones swearing. Who was, who was the ball writer in Milwaukee who became an attorney? Who Mike Gonring. 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 Mike Gonring, yes. yes. became attorney. Yeah. yeah. Good friend of mine. Well, it's a friend of mine. Yeah. And he became a lawyer. Yeah, he did. Very For successful. Kind of you law? can look him up. He's retired Is now, he? but he had a firm that he was a longtime partner. Really? In. Did extremely well, yes. Great guy. What practice? And what type of... <clears throat> I, I think no. it was more, more corporate. I'm not sure, though. Got it. Yeah, but he went to Marquette and became a... Well, there, was it car leasing? What was their family... Business? Who? Seelig. Seelig was a cars. Owned a car dealership. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, he just had the uh he just had the group trying to get Major League Baseball back in Milwaukee. They had no money. They had some guy named Fitzgerald with the money. But Bud slowly through the years bought okay. it, you know, bought it over. But uh yeah, he I mean he's an amazing an amazing success story from Oldman Oldsmobile dealership to being the commissioner, being the commissioner of, baseball. of baseball. Is he still with us? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still he's still. Did we ever have him on? I think we might have time or okay. two. Because I'm trying to recall if we did, yeah, or maybe you did always, when you were with Mackey. Have, we yeah. could always get him on. Yeah, if we wanted him. He okay. was uh, he was uh, you know he got last time I was in Milwaukee to see. Well, I was in, in the other for another deal uh, earlier this year but uh but when i was there to do for the euchre column yeah for the for bocelli but yeah. uh when i was there to try to do a column on euchre during the pandemic yeah. with the twins i went for that twin series and and bud heard that i was in town and got a hold of me and I said, yeah, we went out to Gilly's uh, yesterday for lunch. And he said, why didn't you call me? I would have been there at the same time because this, this, like, frozen custard stand out on 70th and Blue Mound, the bud goes there lunch for four days a week to eat two Coney Islands. Oh, oh boy. With yeah. the thing Damn. And walks out. <laughs> yeah. He's a small-town right guy who made a lot of money. Good for him. Yes. So. I did say, though, because I remember I might have even been listening to you guys because I was in school when the contraction talk had started, and I said, if they contract the twins, because I told Jess, I will never watch baseball again. <laughs> yes, and right. she said, B.S. Yeah, you're full of crap. <laughs> I remember them coming in. Remember when they had that? Well, this was before you guys' time. But in the 70s when the drug or the whole thing, drug thing was popping, and the Brewers had Molly was in on the cocaine part of it, but... Uh, 
but they had a they had a trial in Milwaukee that uh, and a bunch of brewers and and but one day he comes into that little he used to make a trip two trips through the little press box every game to taunt. If Bud Lee was there for Milwaukee, well, the Packers don't have a third team guard to write about today, Bud, or something. <laughs> Bud Lee, and, and he'd just have all these smart ass remarks. But they were kicking the ball around one day. Daryl Porter and the Pedro, whatever his name, second baseman, and he comes in and says, these guys are all a bunch of drug addicts. <laughs> He's the owner <laughs> with a Tipperelli and a Tipperello going, and you know, you, you could trust us back then, you know, because we were all newspaper guys. Right. And it wasn't didn't have to worry about some blogger being in there. Who's Bud recording Selig, us? Yeah. Bud Selig says all his players are drug addicts. You know? <laughs> no, because you just knew that was Bud. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was just wasn't a, you know, wasn't a story. No wasn't would be today mm. say i found out speaking of bud son mike has been asking me if my if bud would be the oldest nba champion says i think he's now 94 mm. and you know he was a played with the lakers when they won titles and i four, bet he is 49 and 51 i had to break the news to him no. arnie Farron really? was a teammate of those of is it ninety six? Really, and Arnie is from Utah, yeah, which probably makes him a Mormon, which probably means Bud'll have to live to be about a hundred and ten to beat out Arnie, yeah, which Mormon. Bud might very well do. Yes, yes, he might. But uh, you know, those Mormons, Mormons don't elect somebody the president of the the church until they're about eighty five. So right. uh, they they expect to live long lives. But Bud is not. Arnie Farron must be. He was. He's ninety six. He's two years older than Bud. I was going to go to the bank, but I forgot to bring the stuff I needed to take to the bank. I went to the bank this morning. <laughs> Did you? Yes. I yes. forgot my stuff. Rook, how about you? Did you uh, go to the I bank? Am, I am going to the bank after. I'm going to the credit union right after this. Yes, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Not even joking about that. The bank. Uh, I. I must have somewhere in my possession. Scattered about twenty-five masks, and I got to the bank today. Mask required. Didn't have a mask. No. Couldn't find one in the entire vehicle. I was at the bank last week, and do you know what I got from the teller? A oh, mask. I see it's your birthday this week. I went. Thank you. Very Thanks, yeah. thank you. Very, very. What do you have plans? No, that she she saw it on my profile. I know, but I mean, yeah. she would have said, "Do you have plans?" Oh, have I plans? was waiting for that to come next, yeah, but she could tell I was not interested in conversation. <laughs> Just. Please. Well, she wished she said you a happy birthday. Please deposit the check and let's yes. move about our day. Yeah, That's they, why I'm here driving four hours out of my way so I don't have to go home and converse <laughs> right. with my wife. Yeah, I was amazing. making my deposit in Windows. Yes. It <laughs> is amazing, though. This started, what, 10, 12 years ago when they got consultants to oh, come yeah. in. Every, Personal every, communication. Every company said... Make small conversation with you. I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's nice, the full employment thing. Like it's Super America now or whatever we call it. Whatever uh, it is. Speedway. Uh, we're back so that the the properly trained, how are you doing today, people, yeah, they're gone. Yep. You now we're have done. the guy yeah. who doesn't speak to you. Just right. What you was know. Kenny's line, Joe? Kenny said something effective. When I'm ever asked that, I just say, I'm dying of syphilis. How about you? 
<laughs> well, good luck with that. What's coming up on the ride? I was at Speedway uh, Sunday ago. Yes. And because I gave up on the paper guy. I was going to say, was your newspaper guy there with a couple of roller yeah. dogs? Two roller dogs. He left just as I was showing up to buy the Sunday papers. Makes you hungry for conies. Oh, he comes in for the roller 10 o'clock in the morning. I should have had the paper at 8. I gave up. I went to Speedway He's to get the papers. Yeah, I got a bad note in my Sunday paper. Oh, no. Clipped into my Sunday paper, our weekend guy. Who's got the paper there at 5.30 oh. on Saturdays and Sundays, left me a note and said, uh, uh, this is my last weekend uh, delivering the paper. Uh, thank you for your kindness, which means I gave him a 20 every once in a while. Accepting early Christmas tips now. Before yeah, well, I'm he didn't have an envelope there or anything because okay. it was his last day. But now, now who do you got, I wonder? Well, that's going to be the big mystery. We might have a roller dog guy. Gotta he get might the be roller switching dog. paper. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I had one, my week, my, I hope we get my Monday through Friday guy, because the other day I got up and did what an old guy does at 3.30 in the morning, you know? Yeah. yeah. Check paper. You're kidding. 3.40 in the morning. You're kidding. 3.40 in the morning. Wow. Fantastic. I'm lucky to get them at 8 on weekdays, <laughs> 9.30 on Saturdays, 10.30 on Sundays. The same guy? Roller Dog Mike. <laughs> he gets it coming home from church. When you run into Roller Dog Mike, do you ever say anything? Or are you the most he's ever you? said is, I suppose I could start at the other end of town sometime, give you a break. And I said, I wish you would, and or, that hasn't happened yet. Or how about doing what paper boys and girls have done if since the age of time started at 4.30 in the yes. morning. Get up early <laughs> in the dark. Then you come home and take a nap. And if it's raining or or uh, snowing, you got no shot. I no had the guy, I had the guy for years on, on the weekday guy that if the Vikings had a night game, you no had shot. no shot till oh, about sure. 10 in the morning because he was hung over. He'd yeah. go to some bar and watch the game, you know, because <laughs> you could always say, where the hell's the paper? And I, oh, that's right. They had a night game well, last night. <laughs> My favorite story about how newspapers really meant something once was covering a game in Oakland, football, yes. taking the red eye home, mm -hmm. walking up my sidewalk at 5 a.m. And the column I had written... Three yeah, hours before, for was there. sitting there waiting for that. Me. Is uh, that is wow. that yeah. is heaven? Yeah. Right I there. understand it now, but back then, no. Uh, so I was marveling. I was marveling. So when you covered that game, did you bring the notepad and a pencil? No, I think by then I probably had a computer. Uh, my favorite, my favorite story on that is Barry Lorge. Did you know him, San Diego? He was a columnist no. at San Diego. Very. He was at the Post, and then he went yeah. out to San Diego, and he was. Very precise, pretty good, but slow. Yeah, notoriously slow. They were, they had a game in Baltimore, and Jerry McGee was the old ball writer for, uh, for the old football writer for San Diego for years, and he cranked it out, went to the airport, flew to San Diego. Yep. Got called the office on the on the payphone when he got to the airport. Yep. And they said, yeah, your stuff's fine. You know when Lorge is going to file? <laughs> <laughs> the guy went to the airport, oh my flew God. to San Diego, and Lorge hadn't written his column well, yet. <laughs> okay, now you got me thinking about Gary Libby. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
He's covering a uh, doubleheader. I think Boston used to play a doubleheader on the on the day of the Boston I Marathon. It was the, no single game. But single it started game. Started at eleven in the morning. Started at eleven in the morning. Freedom Day. He had to climb out the stadium and scale yes. down the fence to get back that, to the street. I was on that trip with you. Yeah, <laughs> and he had filed about two paragraphs. Yeah, the uh, the I think we were. Uh, Sportscom by then, where they sent it yeah. on a Xerox machine. And that guy, that guy, was saw mad. me the next day. Yeah. He said, "Jeez, who is that? Yeah. Who the bleep is this guy?" Because he knew me from trips previous. One more great story. I've told it many times, but Twins are in Milwaukee and and uh, took a loss. And you know how Mock was after a loss, yes, yes. just furious, Didn't like to lose, red faced, and. Mm -hmm gritting his teeth and all the reporters are standing around nobody had the nerve to ask him nobody wanted to be the icebreaker yeah. and libman says gene are we is the bus leaving from gate a or b today <laughs> he's ours and we ain't trading yeah. right then he also used that one when they were playing cards yeah in the yeah libman tripped over everybody and knocked all the cards on the floor <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All but, right, let's go to the bank. All right, that's yeah. good enough. Yeah, I think so. Monday night sports talk. How many editions are since we returned? No here? idea, but no we were idea. classy today. I will tell you right we now. We were classy I'll today. I'll tell you right now. The pregame show lacked a little class. Yes, it did. But the actual content was very classy. Monday night sports talk has got uh, released. Let's see. Uh, what is our latest? Well, we went down. We're close to a hundred, I think. We got to be close to a hundred. We are okay. It's downloading <laughs> podcastone.com, Everybody. Okay. Uh, episodes. Where's the episode number? We're not even important enough to have a number, huh? It says recent episode episodes downloads today, uh, one hundred and forty-five. Oh. I, this is 101. 101. Episode 101. Last week was 100, and we didn't even celebrate. And I forgot to, yep. Is it overview? Last week was 100. Yeah. 700 to go, and you're almost up to oh. yeah. EcoFun has e-bikes in stock. And why is that important? Because every other bike retailer is out of stock and will not be getting new e-bikes until December or January. You can't even get one for Christmas from them. The weather is warming up, so if you are in the market for an e-bike scooter or ATV, go to EcoFun right now. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will help you select the e-bike that is right for you, and they will deliver it to your front door in the metro area. Right now, EcoFun has Bentelli e-bikes and Yamaha motor assist bikes in stock. EcoFun also carries the full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a wide variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com and tell Tim that that old bicycler Patrick Racy sent you.
Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. This is Patrick Gracie for The Canopy Group. Your kids are back in school, and when they get home, they do their homework, or they're supposed to do their homework. Why don't you do your homework? You have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company for years. You deserve options. Let's face it, your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not one, 16. Don't tell your kids, but you can outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluke. They're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if see how it can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.